T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Elite wide receiver play, a great play, a great catch, a great route, great yards after the catch from a wide receiver is the biggest indicator of whether or not that explosive play can happen on a drive. To me, I think that is the biggest thing that's missing with the Bills. Not elite wide receiver play because they have that with Stephon Diggs. It's beyond that. It's individual plays. It's taking a high percentage throw, a 5- or a 10-yard throw that a lot of people were calling for from Josh Allen down the stretch and turning that into a 20-plus yard gain after the catch. Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports, joining us. If you missed that segment, I mentioned there's a Pro Football Focus article I tweeted out over the weekend about explosive plays, which is a spot that the Bills, I mean, they had a good number. They weren't bad mm-hmm. in the explosive play department, but they weren't as good as the Chiefs, and they weren't as good as the Eagles, and those teams are 1-2. and two. You know who's really good in explosive plays this year? And... It ends up catching up with them down the stretch because they couldn't sustain the rest of the way. Is Miami, but mm-hmm. Miami's offense went from what okay to yeah. explosive, and that's Tyreek Hill joining Jalen Waddle and having two stud explosive receivers in the same offense, and that's all it really took for them. You might not even think two is that good. McDaniel My- too, though. Right? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, it's the yeah. scheme, it's the skills, it's the approach that they thought they could beat teams with big plays, and they beat a lot of teams with those big plays. When forced to go against the Bills, that's one thing about this this Bills defense this year that I think was different than years past. All the injuries, they gave up more explosive plays than they had in quite some time. So The only thing I can't figure out is how much I want to blame that on Yak. How important yards after catch is. Because we've talked about it, the team has talked about it, the team made moves that appeared as though they valued it. But, like, I'm looking at the first two years of Josh Allen after the meteoric rise, 2020 and 2021, and I don't know where the Bills ranked in explosive plays those two seasons. I imagine it was pretty high. I'll find that out for you. Their offense clicked. They were not high in yards after catch. They were throwing the ball down the field. There was air yards. And I think there is an ability with this offense to be 
explosive and be one of the top offenses consistently in football where it looks easy without having guys running around for 50 yards after they catch it, throwing screens. I think Allen just might be a quarterback that you'll never see their offense be high and yak because of what he is as a quarterback. I, I tend to agree with that. So here's a fun way to look at this. So explosive plays. In 2020, the Bills are fourth. In explosive plays? In fo- yep. Fourth in passing plays of 20 yards or more. Just just passing. Fourth. I could, I, let me pull up rushing as well because we count those and as well. I'll give you receiver yards after catch per target. That season for Josh Allen, that's 2020, 46th among quarterbacks. Yeah. 3.2. So they had explosive plays. They were just throwing it down right, the field. Right. Yeah. I I don't get too hung up on the explosive play stuff. I'm sorry, on the yak stuff. Because yeah. like when they came into this year saying they needed to be better at yak, I thought, I'm not so sure you do. And then they went for pass catching running backs. And, and how did that go? <laughs> right. That's the thing. Like I'm I'm still stuck on they don't know really what they want to be under Ken Dorsey. At least not yet. Maybe that's a little bit of a transition. Okay, so 2020, the Bills are fourth in passing explosive plays. In 2021, they are, by the way, that year the Bucks beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and the Bucks were third and the Chiefs were second in that department. Houston was number one. That's a Deshaun Watson team. That oh, okay. He had a monster season. Okay, so the following year, 2021, last year, the Bills fell all the way when it comes to explosive passing plays. This is a Brian Dable offense down the middle of the pack. Number one, the Bucks. Number three is the Rams. They won the Super Bowl. The Bengals were sixth. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a consistent thing you'll see, that the best teams get big, big plays. And this season, 2022, in explosive passing plays, mentioned the Chiefs and the Eagles are one and two. Then come the Dolphins, Raiders, Lions, Patriots, Niners, Jaguars, Texans, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Bills. I just think they should... I don't have to worry about yak so much, Joe, but I do want the number of big plays to go up a lot more. The other thing to yeah. point out is the Eagles have 63 passes of 20 yards or more on fewer attempts than the Bills. Like The Bills had 574 passing attempts, and they basically get an explosive passing play one out of every 10 passes in that neighborhood. And Philly was higher than that, and the Dolphins were higher than that, and, you know, you can go up and down and find a good number of teams that had a better rate mm-hmm. at the explosive play. So, And what lesson is to be learned from teams like that? I mean, they all did it a little different. Yep. But, like, Philadelphia is in the Super Bowl this week. And I was thinking about this weekend, like, what, what is there anything to be replicated from what they've done? How well, they've built their team? Would it be crazy but to, to, from Philly? From Philly. To get two stud receivers and yeah. a stud tight end and a running back well, by committee. And the other thing, too, I mean... It's almost tough to compare it to them because it feels like whatever they've tried to do, they've struck gold. Yeah. Right? Howie Roseman, their GM, he tried to build a great offensive line. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. He poured assets into the defensive line similar to what the Bills did. He paid Hassan Reddick in free agency. He, he traded for Robert Quinn. Even that one didn't work. And they have the best pass rush in football. And he said, all right, we need another stud receiver. We already drafted Devonta Smith. Let's get another one. Yeah. They trade for A.J. Brown. That's been perfect. Like, everything they've touched has turned to gold. It's hard to really replicate that. And it's that's why I'm almost struggling with it. what is to be copied from them. Because just they wanted a good defensive line, they did it. They wanted a good offensive line, they did it. They wanted a good receiving core, they did it. Like, that, how do you do that? Because the Bills aren't going to do all of that this offseason. No, they're not. 
I guess what I would say is, you know, we switch back and forth between wanting explosive plays, Allen to throw downfield, and also take what's available to you. To me, the the answer is they they can they can be hand in hand. If they draft a wide receiver number two with their first round draft pick who can stretch the field and get open from the slot, from the outside, whatever, just a do everything receiver and helps them get explosive plays. Doesn't that very thing help you also do the 12 play drives if you need them? If if teams are always worried about you going over the top, you have more room to operate with. And that's, to me, that's one of the criticisms of Allen that has been fair in that Miami game and maybe in Cincinnati in the playoffs, not as much. I mean, we didn't talk about it that much, but he's always looking down the field. And because he has that access 50 yards down the field that others don't, there should be more space in the middle, underneath, 10 yards, 20 yards. So, you know what, whatever. All signs circle back and point to receiver. We'll get a call in here, and then I'm going to tell you the Tom Brady broadcasting story from the New York Times and Richard Deitch. Walter in Toronto. Walter, good morning. Hey, guys, just a quick thought. Maybe uh, some engineers should head over to Orchard Park, you know, check out the stadium. You, know, you guys got rattled pretty good. I did some homework, and in the lower Great Lakes, uh, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, they've only had three of these size uh, earthquakes in the last 100 years. Well, initially it was 4.2, so I'm basing it on that. Yeah. But they're pretty rare, and, you know, we're talking about a, 50, a 50-year-old structure made of concrete. I don't know. Maybe someone should take a look at this thing. <laughs> I hope so. Well, I, they got time. I did wonder about that because, you know, like, there have been, what, what they say, like a thousand earthquakes every year that are around this size. But a lot of those are in California. A lot of those are along fault lines around the world where I'm sure, depending on where you are, the buildings are going to be built to withstand earthquakes well, of this size and I, that that's i'm not saying that the buildings around here are not but that was a wonder i had immediately after was a 4.2 earthquake like are, are the buildings in this area able to withstand that clearly the answer is yes um because i think the, the mayor said that a chimney fell on a car and that was really the extent of the damage yes a north buffalo chimney on a car hopefully it's not my chimney and not my car but it was the thought um. i had of like <laughs> how well prepared is this area and like the, the foundation and structures of everything to withstand an earthquake of that size. Well, this is going to be a question. Thanks, Walter. Um, I also feel like if it was my chimney, I would have heard about it by now from my wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. But on this point, the Bills are about to build a new stadium. It seemed like yesterday this might have been a dumb question. Today it's not. What kind of grade can it stand up to in terms of an earthquake? Right. Right. You build a brand new stadium. You don't want it to fall down if there's a 5.0. Right. So... What kind of earthquake proofing will there be for this new stadium? Uh, do we ask that next time we talk about it with anybody on like the committee or the team? Because I, I don't know. It feels like it's you make that big of an investment, it, you got to make sure it's can, it can stand up to a lot of stuff. It's right. That's right. At the same time, it's like what? It is a once in a lifetime thing. Well, we, I mean, of course, it could happen. We, it just did this morning. That's right. And but, blizzards are once every like the blizzard of seventy seven. They've been like blizzards once every 10 years but that means that the next time one comes you better be prepared right and whatever that means in terms of staffing and you know all the things go with that for a billion dollar stadium i'd imagine you got to do some work to make sure that it's um it might it can hold up that's true i mean it might depend a little right like is there a level at which is there a level at which buildings start to become at risk like any building height yeah height you know the size of it whatnot 
like, is it that a 3.5 earthquake can't really affect any structure? Like, at some point, uh, all right, except now... For that, except for that chimney in North except Buffalo. Except for that chimney. At some point, it's like, okay, 4.0, and, like, these buildings might be a little bit at risk. At yeah. 5.0, all right, like, what level does a stadium have to start thinking about that? Because if it's, like, a 6.0 earthquake before you have to start thinking about it, then you might think, okay, this has literally never happened in the history of this city. Maybe we don't have to. I don't know. 8030550. So the story on Tom Brady. Yeah, what's going on with him? It's not the story. We couldn't get through a single show without <laughs> talking about him. It's not the story about how some sand from the beach where he retired is going on eBay for $90,000. That's not it. <laughs> that happened. That um, that happened. Did, no, it, did it sell? Richard Deitch, Brady's agent, probably bought it to manufacture a story for him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but the Brady broadcasting thing, I do have, whatever, I've, I've, I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's a story from Richard Deitch who covers sports media. Um, you know, in terms of anybody that's going to write about the media landscape from announcing teams, Richard Deitch is top of the top of the line, top of the list. We should probably have him on sometime soon. We've had him on before. So he's he's going on about Greg Olson, how Greg Olson's done a really nice job. People really like Greg Olson. And if Brady jumps into that spot on Fox's number one team, Olson goes down to number two. Even though he's good enough to be a number one, Collinsworth is there. Herb Street is with Amazon for five years, that there's no opening for a number one job if Brady takes Olsen's spot. So that's one side of it. And then this is what he writes about Brady and the idea of Brady jumping into the booth. Quote, I spoke with multiple people on Monday who have been in production meetings with Brady on the TV side. They all believe he will do better at the job than you might expect. Everyone I spoke with said they were impressed by Brady's ability to communicate football concepts in a clear way. They all said he was opinionated in those meetings. They described him as someone who could be very funny and occasionally profane and came off like a normal person who simply had an irregular, amazing career and life. It goes on. Hmm. Uh, Quoting, a person who has been in many of those meetings and asked for anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly. Mm -hmm. Quote. My gut reaction is he will be prepared. One big question is you don't know how critical he'll be of other players. That's always the biggest transition in question for me. But I've seen him be critical in our meetings. He's a likable guy, and I think he'll be good. Tom has more of a sense of humor than people realize. End quote. Still skeptical. Well, there's a couple things on here. It is... I think it's kind of funny, we can laugh at it, that this person was not authorized to speak publicly. It's not (laughs) all that often you get anonymous... Yeah. sourced stuff that say he's really great and funny right it's something positive <laughs> right. yeah yeah usually the anonymous quote is this person's a loser you know we're getting to draft season we're going to get to three months of anonymous afc scout says not impressed with the work ethic of yeah. receiver <laughs> x yeah anonymous character assassination and here's an anonymous quote of hey, you know what? i think he's pretty funny the a lot of that could all be true the biggest problem is and maybe this is my own assessing the job he might have if he's all those things he won't be that good that doesn't mean he'll be that good i don't even Hmm. really know how anybody could be that good for me anymore greg olson does a fine job when you're speaking in those 30 second clips at most Mm -hmm. i don't know joe i'm I, i might be different once I have seen a Manning cast and lived that level of analysis uh-huh. and seen what the medium can give me, going back to the traditional broadcast, it does not matter who is in that chair to me, really at all. Even if it's Collinsworth, 
going crazy about how good Mahomes is and I roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. Or if it's Herb Street not knowing that they called – what was the thing he didn't know last to, – Herb Street didn't know that Justin Jefferson was, was acquired in the dig straight. Right. Even if it's that, none of that really matters to me. And, and, and Romo has gone from being great at it to terrible at it. And Right, but, like what if, what if Brady is early Romo for you? I'll still watch the same game. If he's on Fox and I've got a better game I want to watch on CBS, I'll probably watch that. If Brady were to do a Manning cast style, yeah. where I really got to look at you know, him breaking everything down, I'd probably watch it. Because any access to the sport that is next level to me is, you know, I can't get enough of that. Brian Mazarowski brought up a, a good point about Romo. This kind of ties in the Romo criticisms. That maybe in the last three, four years, the game has evolved and Romo just can't predict plays anymore because he's not sharp on the game right. like he used to be. And that's probably somewhat true. But watch a Manning cast, and it's not really about predicting the plays. They do that sometimes. But most of the time, it's this is what they were trying to do on that play. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. the snap, or- Burrow looks, he throws it into the dirt. And they will say, ah, uh, yeah, right there, you, without even one replay. Yeah. Uh, the guard didn't get out of his set fast enough. Here's what they wanted to happen. That level of analysis, you don't have time to do that if you are Greg Olson on the Super Bowl. And the reality is, I don't think the Super Bowl wants you to even be that. You're just there. Yeah, right. To sound like a football broadcast, hey, run and stop the run. You don't want to get into third and long. Right, they'll give them all the cliches you want. Yeah. They might even encourage that you kind of dumb it down a little bit, right? Probably. Do they want Tom Brady talking in lingo that nobody can understand? Nope. Every, I mean, I might like that. Exactly. Because I'll feel like I'm learning something, but does the casual observer want that? Right. Do I need Tom Brady explaining on the Super Bowl broadcast? And I guess this is true of Greg Olson, too. You know, cover four versus cover two versus Tampa yeah. two versus cover... The yes, that interests me. But what is it supposed to be? That number one job, your your real job is making it sound like a big game. Yeah, that's because that you become synonymous with the big game. Summer all in Madden. This is a big game. Monday Night Football. Al Michaels' voice. Even though this is the year that people seem to think he mailed it in. Al Michaels' voice sounds like a big game. Yeah. How much better is it? Is he at it than others? Well, he's better than a lot. But he makes me feel like I'm watching a big game. And for Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart, they're going to have the Super Bowl. And I don't know that those two really have that same kind of pull nationally. I think they're both very good at their jobs. but Not yet, at least. No, they're not. Buck- like part, part of why Michaels and, and Summerall and Madden were that and, and Aikman and Buck even, even though I right. hate Aikman and Buck, they sound like that. But why? Because I'm used to them being right. on it for 10 years. Yep, that's it. And how did Buck and Aikman get $18 million a year? To be a broadcast that I don't even watch because I watch the Manning cast instead of them. Right. It's because when they're there, it sounds big. So Brady could be good. It's going to it's gonna come down to does it feel big when I'm watching it. And for Brady, you know, skeptical this or that, I wonder if he can not make it about himself and make it about the game. That's what I wonder, too. Yeah, like, is he going to be insufferable about... Like comparisons and whatnot. Like, am I going to get pa- the Patriot way thrown in my face for the next 10 years? <laughs> With him in the booth? That's good. No, he won't want to give Belichick credit. That's true. Did you actually did you see the, the leak about uh, the idea being tossed him about returning to England? Mm-mm. I'll, I'll find the exact quote. But something along the lines of, hell no, I'm not going back there. Nice. When when the idea of going back to New England was tossed to him. I, I wonder how much he'll make it about himself. I just I also wonder, too, how much I'll just forget it's Tom Brady. Like, that's happened to me with Romo. Romo might as well be a different person 
than when he was a quarterback in the NFL. Right. Like I never think about him as the quarterback when he's in the booth. Now he's he is the broadcaster. And will that happen with Brady? Or is it is it too much? Is it too infectious that he beat the Bills for twenty years every single time and that cannot be forgotten? Because I've forgotten about Romo being out on the field when I'm watching. I've forgotten about it. I, I didn't watch Aikman, but I don't think of Aikman as the quarterback. I think of him as the the broadcaster. So when Brady's up there in the booth, am I going to be judging him on a different as a different person? Because it's going to be a whole new side of him that nobody's ever seen. Yeah. Right. And it's tough in that formula. Is and it also a risk by him to kind of go out in the limelight? Because he's thought of right now, he's the holy grail, right? He is. He can't be touched. And if he goes into this and he's not good at it, that's a blemish yeah. that he doesn't really have. I mean, Joe Montana did it and was bad at it. Nobody really cares. Emmett Smith was horrible at I it. I don't remember that. that. Oh, my God. Oh my. I mean, he might have been. Was he in the booth or was he on, on, a, on a panel? Either way, Emmett Smith was horrible. Um, yeah, I guess that could be forgotten about, too. Next year? I guess so. Next year, he'll probably be, if, if he's going to pursue it, he'll be in the booth. And you know, he's not. I'm not going to turn games off. I don't think, but <laughs> it's just. I think it's a, it's a tough ask. What are you supposed to be? When Romo was predicting plays, people got mad at him for that. <laughs> yeah, some people did. It's, I'm, yeah. I don't miss him predicting plays. I miss him, you know, breaking down a little bit of the game the way that it can be broken down. But again, I don't think that that's really what they want. You're supposed to make it sound good, make it sound big. And if Brady can do that, he'll be fine. 803-0550 to join us here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I was uh, on my computer working, and uh, I just felt this this 
I mean, it felt like a, an explosion, you know. It was the, the house shook. I thought a transformer had exploded, or a, a, I live on Union Road. I thought maybe a big truck had hit something, or a tree had fallen on, on a neighbor or something. Gary Dixon, town supervisor, you're saying? Yeah, supervisor of the town of West Seneca. Okay. The epicenter. <laughs> Put it on the resume. Earthquake response team. Yeah. I feel like West Seneca should form an earthquake, all, all volunteers, by the way, an earthquake response team in the wake of today's uh, They should. Jake Quake. They have experience now Yeah, in doing it. Put it on the resume. Jeremy White and uh, Sneaky Joe, good morning. Again, the only damage in Buffalo appears to be a chimney that fell on a car. That's about it. But 3.8 magnitude earthquake, and uh, if you're awake at 6.15 this morning, or maybe you're awakened by it, yeah, that's that. What are we going to do tomorrow? Did everyone stay awake at 6.15? Or do you go back so. to bed? Is that too close? If you have a 9 to 5 job, what time are you getting up? Like 7.30? It depends. 7.45, kids. Dogs. So, I mean, I'm up early because dog has to go out way before I have yeah. to get up. 6.15 might be an annoying time because it might be like oh, 45 minutes before my alarm goes off. Can't go back to bed now. What am I going back 40 minutes and then get up again? Yeah. Kyrie Irving got traded. He did. Tell me one thing, Joe. Why in the world should I ever care about Kyrie Irving on any level? Um, Even if it's like in a negative context? You mean? I mean, it's just like... This, why should you just it, care at all? It's just the same story on repeat every two years. That's right. So... What, in two years, when he gets traded from the Mavericks, am I going to, whoa, blockbuster. Now he's going to some other team. Are they going to win the title? I mean, the, did you see the Lakers' odds when he demanded a trade? They went from, like, plus 5,000 to plus 1,500 because they were the favorite to get him. And they didn't get him. So I guess, I mean, my answer, and this is coming from someone where before before COVID, before the the him uh, promoting a film that should have never been promoted ever in the world. Before all of that, he was my favorite basketball player to watch, ever. I mean, he is, I think, the best dribbler of all time, and I think he's one of the best point guards of all time. So I guess that's why, right? Is that the yep. answer? The answer why people care about him is because he's, he's incredible. Because he's awesome. And he, he is just... It, it is more exhausting, I think, though, probably to cover him and to talk about him and to care about him than any athlete in the sport. And in, in, in sports, he is exhausting. He demanded a trade, by the way, last summer. Yeah. And then just like, no, I'll come back, actually. And now he gets traded again. But here's how exhausting he must be, by the way, to have as an employee. Joseph Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, he refused to trade Irving to the Lakers despite the fact the Lakers had the best offer because he knew that's where Kyrie wanted to go. He knew the Lakers were number one on Kyrie's list. So he said, I'm not, I'm so I'm over this guy and like just what he has put this organization through for two years, I'm going to send him to Dallas yeah. and take less because I know he wants to be a Laker. But why should you care about him? If you don't care about him now, you shouldn't. Why go start? Here. Don't start, yeah. I mean, they're going to be good. The Mavericks, Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the world right sure, now. Sure, sure. And now he's got a second player, which he really hasn't had in his entire career. So it depends if you can avoid him, because they could be like a team that's making a deep playoff run in the NBA. Is this worthy of... I mean, the Mavericks are not a team I root against. 
Will this get you to root against the Mavericks? Man, Luka is so likable. I that's, don't know. That's, that's, that's tough. Like, that's, that's tough. Thing, yeah. I, I won't root for them. I don't know that I'll root against them. It depends. Kyrie, I mean, he might do some stuff in the playoffs, too, that get you to root against him. He flipped, I mean, I didn't mind. He would flipped off the Celtics crowd last year in the playoffs. Like, he's always doing something that will get people to kind of turn against him. So I might want to predict that happens, and then maybe once playoff time comes, I'll start rooting against him more. But, man, Luka is so likable. He is such a – he's one of the most exciting players in sports to watch right now. He's put up, I think he's at five 50-point games this year for the Mavericks. So that's the big story in the NBA. The other big story is, what's LeBron's point total at? He needs 39. 39. And he's like gotten 35 or more like 11 times. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And they play at the, or they play home to the Thunder tomorrow. So if you... He's going for 40. I'd bet it. You would bet he gets it? Uh Uh-huh. It'll be a mission at home. Yes. So if you had tickets to Lakers and Bucks on Thursday night, would you sell your tickets right now? Because there'll be people buying them thinking there's a chance that it happens that night. Yes. You would sell your tickets for Thursday. I would game. be betting on I would be betting on the Thunder here. That it happens against the Thunder. Not the Bucks. Man, what if he comes really close though and doesn't get it? That's why. Right? Like if he, he gets thirty seven and there's a three pointer at the end to get the record and I just he think once he gets Halfway there, it's going to be it, tonight's got to be the night. You don't want to start a game. And we talked about this last week. Yeah, you don't do it in the first quarter of a game. You want to do it late. But how late? Because then you start getting it starts getting risky, right? If you get into the fourth quarter, true. You know, he needs ten points. What's the best way you want to see him do it? Do you want to see him hit a big three or a dunk or can't hit a, th- a free throw? Yeah, free throw would be anticlimactic. Miss the free throw on purpose and then just jam the rebound. Three pointer at the buzzer. So that's to break the record. Tomorrow night, you said? Tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. All right. Well, I won't see it either way. I mean, <laughs> right. We'll wake up to I'll find out on Twitter. It. Yeah. I'll wake up and my dog will wake me up to go outside and I'll check Twitter. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it looks like he did it. Yeah. Okay. So those are the two big stories in the NBA, though, right now. Yeah. LeBron and, and Kyrie, just like it's been like and, the last six years. That's right. And the NBA All-Star <laughs> game has got to be what? In a week or two? Yes. Because this is All-Star. It's like the month of All-Star games, February. You have the NHL All-Star Game, the NBA, and the Pro Bowl. Yeah, sun- my, Sunday the 19th. My take on, I have, a tr- I have a real tough time. The NHL All-Star Skills Challenge, I watched some of it, and there were parts of it that were cringy bad. Really, everything from production yeah. to the jerseys weren't bad. You just couldn't see the numbers on them, and it was yeah. hard. So I didn't even know who was who. And... I'd imagine that was true of anybody in the arena. I don't know what the answer is for the NHL All-Star game. Going to three-on-three was... I think it helped. It did help. It was a breath of fresh air. But everything has come down to be slow and puck possession and bad. And I don't know what the skills competition answers are. The Pro Bowl has gone to these games and best catch. And I think everything they're trying to do is just, hey, let's have an event to showcase our stars. And I have zero problem with that. I told you last week, stop complaining about who gets selected to these games. They're exhibitions. Anything with an exhibition. Is it stupid the NHL didn't have a defenseman for the Atlantic? Yes. Ultimately, Darlene did go. Great. But I don't know what they're supposed to do about any of this stuff. I mean, should they take their cues from the NFL right now? Would we say the NFL just had a successful weekend replacing the Pro Bowl? Sure. 
And they played flag football. They played flag football. What's the alternative for the NHL? You could have your guys play street hockey. Terrible idea. That's a terrible Isn't idea. Isn't that a terrible idea? It, you get you in the arena, you make it smaller. You they're all wearing their jerseys, Nothing. they're wearing shorts, and they're playing street hockey with a ball. And they're just doing it for fun. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it for $42,000. Oh, but here's the thing. In the, <laughs> in the NFL, they shed all their equipment and they played flag football. And I said to you, they were faster than ever. Yeah. These guys were, it was, it was, watching them play flag football was legitimately impressive. Some of the catches and runs and, you know, watching Diggs try to shake his brother loose on a route. Street hockey does not offer that. It's, it's slower. It's slower. And it's not exciting. Uh-huh. So... You know, you're not speeding things up. You're making it. I, I think you're making that worse. I don't want street hockey to, as an idea. I have no idea what the right answer is. I think to be picking on it for, for how terrible it is can be two things: true and easy and cheap. I love to get on the NHL for a lot of things. They've I'm tried, not, right? They're They've, trying. They're trying. They're trying. No and answer. I think the the trying has to be respected. They are trying. They don't have any answers for a lot of their other bigger issues like, you know, the point system and the playoff format, which the commissioner, the commissioner talked about that. Meanwhile, he just like stated a league press conference and said, regarding the current playoff structure, which locks in some opponents to the detriment of the overall product, he said that they hadn't talked about it in a couple of years and that last time they did, two thirds of the GMs were on board for what they were currently doing with this, this interdivisional playoff locking that's going to have the Leafs and the Lightning play in the first round, even though they're two of the five best teams in the league. And he's basically said, yeah, the GMs don't have much of an appetite to change this, to which I always want to raise my hand and say, I don't understand why this league thinks the GMs should be making that decision. The GMs should not pick. The GMs yeah. should not pick the point system. The GMs should not pick any of this stuff. They're all trying to keep jobs. Of yeah. course they like the idea of it staying closer in the standings. The GMs, all due respect, I mean, a lot of them well, are probably pretty smart and pretty good hockey people. They might not know best what's good for the playoff format. Why are the GMs picking? Well, I don't, the playoff format, I don't understand why they're on this right now. But By the way, the next day after Bettman said that, Sidney Crosby, who's been the face of your league for 20 years, said, yeah, well, it should be one versus eight. And two verse seven, and three verse six, and four verse five. Like he said it the next day. I, and that, that, on no. that line, McDavid said everybody hates shootouts. Yeah, right. you've got your two most biggest, most generational stars of the last twenty years, basically saying like, yeah, we do some, we do some weird stuff around here. This should probably change. The point system. I know what the defense is. I mean, the defense is. We talked about this a little last week. I think they look at it and think, we have a higher percentage of our games where the fans care than other sports. Baseball especially. Basketball too. Where <laughs> They might think that. They're in denial if that's the case. But isn't that true? It's not true. They're artificially propping teams up, which means their fans are caring more about a playoff race when their team's not good. It's not true. It's not true. It's a, it's a, it's a mathematical lie they tell themselves. Go ahead and plug in the three-point system. Guess what? You'll have exactly the same number of teams in the race. It'll just be more true. Mm -hmm. And you'd have the potential for it. The Sabres play at noon on Saturday, and they're chasing the Penguins who play at 3.30. Mm -hmm. There are now more potential outcomes and more reasons to watch. Can the Sabres get the full three points in regulation? Pittsburgh gets 2-2 in the third, and they lose, a, they lose in regulation. They just lost yeah. all those points. 
Like, you watch the Premier League do live standings. When a goal gets scored, you think about immediately in terms of how many points that's going to cost you in the standings. And that could happen in the NHL. Right. So the idea that they're they're propping teams up. Last year there was a 16-point gap between 8th and 9th. <laughs> last year who, that did who not got happen. propped up last, last year by year these three-point games? Yeah. So, you know, I just... I, I don't know why the, the GMs are the people that they ask. Should it be the owners? Uh, employ some data scientists. All these teams have yeah. data scientists on staff. Well, the NHL should just go ahead and hire a couple data scientists and say, make it the best you can. The NBA All-Star Game went to the Elam ending, which was, what? It's a math formula Yeah, they basically put together. And that led to a thrilling fourth quarter of an All-Star Game. Well, they are the slowest to all that, aren't they? They Always definitely are. Of the four leagues. Like, I don't know. Well, I wonder. How did the NBA arrive at the play-in format? Did they do that with that? With, like, math and whatnot? Or Probably. Did, did, they, did they do it maybe the same thing? I'm thinking the NHL's defenses that might not be true. Did the NBA do that thinking? The team that's in 11th is now going to be able to sell out games in March because they're a game out of 10th and they can get in the playoffs. Whereas in the old format, they're six games back of 8th, and their season's over, and now they're selling 8,000 less tickets. But again, like that's the same kind of thing where, does it sell more tickets? Yes. It's more artificially propping up, and what it does is it dilutes the product. It, it does, it, it, but, it, you, but the owners for, don't care about that, right? Well, but for every time you want to say, the team now in 11th will sell out their building, great, the team in 7th won't. Because their game doesn't matter for the next month. They're already well cleared into the playoff. If you had True, all, but... That team is good, it, so they're it, more likely to be full, right? Take it to the extreme. 30 teams will make the playoffs. Well, now, I mean, look at the yeah, team, okay, that's, right. the team yeah. that's in 31st place as a meaningful game. Right, and the team in 7th doesn't. Right. So they dilute their product an awful lot, and they keep adding playoff teams, and they have a scoring system that's wrong, and the playoff format is wrong, and the players in the league know it, and everybody says it, and I just don't know why the GMs are the ones making the decisions on that. Get a fan tribunal. <laughs> have every yeah. have every fan base elect one fan. Forget yeah. the forget, have the mascots. The decide. board of fans <laughs> meeting. Right. Forget the board of governors. Board of fans. Board of fans. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Hockey. Yeah. I mean, they they're trying. I'd rather get they're after. Tr- they're trying on the All Star game. Yes, I'd rather get yeah. after the stuff that is obvious that needs to change. Yeah. That has solutions that they will not use, rather than the All-Star game, which nobody, no one has ever had a really good solution for long-term. have a couple tweets on this. Here's one. Revamp it. Scrap the skill stuff. Go outdoors. Three-on-three, no equipment, just gloves and toques. I want to see it played in cool locations like the outdoor games they played near Tahoe. So pond hockey, basically? Pond hockey outside. Yeah. Guess what that means? Guys don't want to go play outside for three. Come on. <laughs> like, Darlene... <laughs> yeah putting his vacation on hold to go to Florida for right. a couple days to play. Ho- we can play pond hockey. Where's the all-star game? So Winnipeg, <laughs> right? They're going to go to Northern play Canada. three on three in, in Winnipeg. You think guys are not going to be making up? Uh, no. Oh, you guys, you know, my elbow was hurting a little bit last game. I don't think I can make it. Speaking of which, one thing the NHL is focused on, Gary Bettman said they're looking into a outdoor game in Florida. They want to do an outdoor game. I love the quote. He said, weather seems to be the challenge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. Looking at an outdoor game in Florida. Okay. Good luck. They really should do more of the backdrop ones, though, right? Lake Tahoe was awesome. It was. I mean, I know why they did it, because 
they, it was the COVID year. There weren't really fans attending anyway. So, like, this is our opportunity to do it because we're not going to get a gate, but a ticket gate. But, man, that, that they've done all these stadiums already. Yeah. What's left? They're doing Fenway. They did Fenway for the second time this year. Well, right. You've done all the stadiums. You've go, done them all. Go do... The moon. What's the one in uh, Lake Louise? Lake Louise in Alberta? Banff, yeah. Yeah, start, start doing that stuff. we got to get a break in. 803-0550, I I would just partner up with... I mean, it's more for me, but I'd rather watch 20 NHL players play golf in a scramble than I would watch them do what they did on Saturday night. Did you watch the golf on the skills competition? Yeah. That was actually the best part. Yeah. It was the best part. Extend of sports on the way, then the Extra Point Show here on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. I think Josh and I won. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. Uh, his, his handicap was crap, so... I haven't looked. I think we were on 18. We might have been up there. But if if uh, if we finish second to Aaron, I consider us winning the trophy. That is Josh Allen's playing partner. Keith Mitchell? Bays, I mean, he didn't really look like he was kidding. Well, because how, how could you go from a 5 to a 10 in one year? It's a great question. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. A cheater. Speaking of cheating, how how closely are you following the Manchester City story in the Premier League? Um, I don't know. Are they going to get kicked out this year? Because if that's the case... <laughs> you just want Arsenal to win the title. I mean, you know, seeing they lost yesterday to Tottenham was a nice little favor. I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal played Everton over the weekend and got the new manager for Everton bump, and they ran into a bit of a buzzsaw. So, the allegations this morning against Manchester City, who's won, what, five championships in the last decade in the Premier League? The Premier League is charging them with violating financial fair play rules, which is essentially is their version of the salary cap. It's not like a hard cap. You're able to do it based on the amount of revenue you generate. And they're saying City has gone over that from 2009 on. Like a decade plus of this. It would be... To make an American sports equivalent, it would be like if we found out today that for 20 years the New England Patriots have been paying players under the table and have been going over the salary cap. So now they have to figure out what to do. If they could prove it, Sky Sports just reported potential punishments on the table that the independent commission has the power to levy. Deduct points, which I believe would be this season, which was good for your Let's for go. Arsenal title race. Go for it. They could suspend a club from playing league matches. They can relegate... Manchester City out of the Premier League into the Championship, which is the second tier of English football. Which would be hilarious. They can unregister players that they have signed. If they sent them to the second tier, it'd be like Mystery Alaska coming true. <laughs> like the Rangers play right. in Alaska, except it's Manchester City playing all of these, you know. They also are talking about being able to take away titles, wins, 
I mean, again, to go back to the American sports equivalent, it's not perfect. Let's say the Patriots got caught doing that. They went over the cap for 20 years. Wouldn't people want their Super Bowls taken away? Yeah, probably. Now, is there really such a thing as taking a Super Bowl away? You want it. Right. If you take, it's you, like you, it's like NCAA, right? Yeah, you can't. You can take the banner down, but we know we want it. It's over. Doesn't matter. But this is like blatant. Like, is it different if it's like a cheating scandal that helps you win as opposed to in college where it's like, oh, he cheated on a test? Well, I would say look at the Astros here, right? The Astros cheated and it helped them win, and it wasn't eligibility. It was they were just flat out cheaters. But even that, isn't it a little debatable how much it helped them? Deflate gate, same thing. Like, how much did the balls being deflated really help them? I mean, the Astros. Being able to pay more money than you're supposed to, like, that's an obvious. The Astros knew what pitches were coming. Okay, right, right. Like, that seems... Yeah, maybe that is pretty obvious, too. Yeah. I'm just saying, spending more money than you're allowed to seems like the most overt form of cheating that you can get in a yeah. sport. All right, Extendo Sports, that's it for us. Uh, coming up, Extra Point Show. See if you guys talk a little more earthquake. See if Sal was uh, wake. Uh, uh, were you wake? woken up, wakened up? Uh, oh, awakened? yeah, went downstairs. It went downstairs check to check. We th- thought something happened in the yeah. house, for sure. But I've seen some of the videos, and uh, way scarier than what I went through in the city uh, where we live. But it, some people, like I'm like, oh, my God, that would have been frightening. But, you know, it was de- it definitely shook us. The dog did not wake up whatsoever, which was crazy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a lot of people saying that. We do have that today. We will definitely talk about that. But, boy, do we have a topic. Jeremy, I think you'd be interested in this. I just tweeted out again about it. I tweeted something out last night in a question, and it has already got had over like 500 replies since last night, and it's still going strong. And it is people fighting, yeah. fighting, so and not being nice to each other. By the way, about tipping on a squares pool, right? Yes. How about yes? Okay. The expectation on whether you should or shouldn't. What is expected of you yeah. if if you are in one or if you run one? What you expect of those people? It is wild, man. Yeah. I, the, the the responses are so crazy each way. Well, I would say, so Fantasy Football League, I, I had this question asked to me as well. Hey, should we tip out the commissioner of our fantasy league? Uh-huh. Yep. This and, has been an analogy used here. Yep, and lot. my thought was, I'm a commissioner of three different leagues, and I've never received one tip, so I'm not tipping anybody. I've received a tip twice in my life as a commissioner, and they were both from Brian Koziel. Wow. So he's a, oh, he is okay. a well, he so is a fantasy tipper. What a gentleman. We we have lots of analogies. Some are really good and some are really bad, by the way. Uh, but I'm telling you, check it out. I tweeted about it. Joe and I are going to discuss tipping Super Bowl squares. Whoever runs the Super Bowl square, whether you should be expected to do it or the person running it should expect a tip. And it's it's been fascinating. So we'll doesn't, talk about that, too. Doesn't the, the tip make it illegal? Is anyone... Saying that, I don't know. I, I think you can't take it off the charge. top. Omnish- you can't. You can't take it off of the right. The uh, like um, once we're there's take an, it off your winnings, no matter what. Like, hey, I'm not taking it off the top. I'm just asking that you give me ten percent. Like, yeah, <laughs> it gets a little a little dicey. All right, Very- right, yeah, that's right. I, I don't want to get into all that necessarily. Fair you know enough. what I mean? I just want to know the ethics of what you think. You know people should do here. So we got that. We're also going to talk to somebody from uh, St. Bonaventure University. They have a sports fan survey out, which is really cool. And then Emory Hunt has gone to all of the like postseason bowl games, including Senior Bowl. Lots of prospect talk at 11 o'clock. Very good. Extra Point Show on the way here on WGR. T. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.